Welcome to the New Creators Podcast, Episode 2. Uh, I'm Micah. I'm Sean. And I'm Ethan. And uh, we are super glad to be back with y'all. Um, the first episode to the New Creators uh, had a really overwhelmingly positive reception. Uh, we got a lot of great feedback. Uh, came away with over 75 listeners on the first episode within like four days, uh, which I think is really great. Um, yeah, that is uh, nuts. Pretty impressive. Yeah. For the first episode and the fact that we did very minimal advertising, um, I'm really glad with uh, where we are. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited about uh, what the yeah. future has for uh, new creators. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. We've also had a few upgrades over the last episode. I've got a new microphone. Hopefully, I sound a bit better. And Ethan's yeah. also got a pair of headphones on this time, so <laughs> we didn't have a weird echo this time. Yes, we're learning as we go. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we also have, <laughs> we also have uh, potential for uh, some guests in the future, um, which uh, we got a lot of requests for. Hey, like, can I be a guest? Um, well. The answer is uh, maybe. So we have a Google form. If you go to bit.ly slash TNC guest, there will be a form that you can fill out um, with your Discord tag and your uh, what, what you want to uh, what you want to talk about and your time zone. And uh, if everything works out and we think you'd be a great addition to the podcast, then uh, uh, then we will definitely consider you and you could be a guest on the new creators. Ooh, so exciting! We'd definitely love to have you. If you have something you think you could contribute, then that'd be uh, that'd be awesome. We'd love to have you. Yeah, because it'd be great uh, to have people who are in different kind of um, disciplines and so on. Because obviously, all of us are mostly designers and programmers, so it'd be great to have mm-hmm. different kinds of people on the podcast. For sure, and we definitely do want to have like like I said, uh, like videographers or writers, musicians on the podcast. Uh, that's always uh, great to have that variety. Yeah, anyone else got anything regarding like feedback, response, stuff you heard after we published the podcast? It was pretty crazy seeing everyone um, respond to our different accents. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yes, yes, it, yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I, I got, I honestly, I got used to it more than I thought I would. Like, I thought, um, I thought it would take me more time to get used to Sean's accent, and it, it did not, like, I'm pretty, yeah. it's pretty normal now, so... Yeah, I think people think I sound more Scottish than I actually do because on one of my really old mics, I think it was when I had like my phone connected to my PC as my microphone. Yeah, it makes yeah. me sound so Scottish. It's like I'm from Glasgow oh, or something. Okay. Like, I'm straight out of Glasgow, full like, <laughs> accent. Yeah, it was horrible. But hopefully now I sound a bit more like my actual voice. Other than the fact I sound a bit higher pitched, I do swear I actually have a bit of a lower voice in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, higher pitch is better anyway because you can get more um, more consonants out, so it's more it's easier to understand when you talk on a higher pitch. I'm really bad about talking way too low, uh, and that makes it really hard to uh, hard to understand what I'm saying sometimes. Um, yeah. But of course, it's right now. It's just morning where I am, and I'm my voice is like dead from <laughs> the concert last night. So. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. If, and if for me, if y'all don't know, Micah is the best singer out of all of us. Oh yeah, what's that um, YouTube video that's like you auto-tuned? It's like the best thing ever made. I can't remember what it's called now. Wait, I wait, me auto-tuned? Yeah, no, uh, it's, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I need to try and find this now. 
Hold on. Wait, I don't think I've seen this. Wait, what is this? I need to find it. Oh, there you are. Right, hold on. Right. Do you still have it up on your channel? Please have it still up. Yes, you do. Yes. Sean, send the link. Video. Send the link, Sean. Send the link. Send. Oh, I'm no. Sending a send link. the link. Send the, the link. No, abs. Oh, God. <laughs> so, for context, uh, <laughs> uh, if y'all on my YouTube channel, you're following along. It's called The Ballad of Asantawa. It was a, a terrible song I made in GarageBand. What are you talking my, about? It's um, great. It's amazing. It's not bad for whatsoever. For my AP European history class. <laughs> well, the lyrics are just bad. I, I'm not saying the singing is bad, but the lyrics are bad and the autotune is trash. Um, it's it's great. I don't know. Everyone should go listen to it right now. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Tell you what, y'all. Before, before Micah I ends wonder, up taking this down forever, I'll go download it for you. And then host it. <laughs> I'm I'll not going to take it down. I'm no, not I'm going to use Vesper to download it. it <laughs> yeah, we're going to use Vesper. Yeah, yeah. plug there for Vesper. <laughs> use Vesper. Oh, what, what if Micah oh, just, God. like, blocks out his own videos with Vesper? That's like, oh, this is a video by a blocked Sent creator. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only if block If you search creator. the Ballad of Asantawa, the first, the first thing that comes up is my song. So that makes me happy. Yeah, that's good. It's all good. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that I was wondering what you're talking about because I have another song I've I've written and I'm still working on the production of really? it. Really? But I was like, that's not on my YouTube channel. Yeah, subscribe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, it, it may or may not be on my YouTube channel. I don't know. I'll decide. It's not. Doesn't really fit the vibe on my channel, but we'll see. I switched more over to like coding centric videos, but uh, yeah. Okay, well, cool. That was a little tangent right there. <laughs> that was a big um, derailing of the the intro there. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's kind of the intro, into the intro we got, so let's move on to interesting stuff we've been doing. Um, Ethan, why don't, you, why don't you go first? Tell us what you've been working on. Okay, so uh, as, as some of you may know, as I've clearly done such a great job at promoting it, I started a new YouTube channel called Vocal Studio, on, uh, where it's just I rip uh, songs from YouTube and throw them through a, uh, a process to strip away the music, and then it's just clear vocals that you can use in remixes. And I, I assume Ooh. that I will be doing the same thing with Micah's songs, because don't you all just oh gosh just want yeah. to listen yeah you need to, to, to that song to, i just shared to <laughs> to the ballad of asantawa just micah's voice yeah um uh yeah gosh the please. acapella version yeah yeah and then the other thing that i've been doing is uh uh canva like the big graphic design company right you, you guys know oh yeah uh they mm -hmm. yeah they patched my major exploit that i was using to give people free canva pro Oh, mm -hmm. which that was that so, was through like teams, right? So I found a new one. You, Ethan the pirate. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like found a new at, at the end of it, right? So for the past two years that I've been getting people Canva Pro, we have used fifty-seven thousand dollars worth of services. Oh my! Oh wow! Oh my god! Wow! Holy and, wow. Uh, Canva dry here. And uh, now with this second exploit. Because I'm technically an educator, I can give Canva Pro to everybody. 
<laughs> so you're educating free. people on how to get Canva for free. <laughs> so like, like I got, I got to make it seem like, like a class. But other than that, you get free Canva Pro. So if you would like some free Canva Pro, uh, go to the legitimate website, getcanvapro.org. I'd like to preface it this with TNC does not endorse uh, any form of piracy whatsoever. Yeah, we, 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 no we do piracy. Not. We, do, we not. do not endorse piracy. But if, no. if you talk to this me, all, so basically, you talk to me. If you're going to sue someone, sue Ethan. Yes. Yeah. Sue Ethan, you can do that at ekmond.dev. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and for, yeah. <laughs> for, the, uh, for the vocal studio, like that's just yt.vocalstudio.org Nice. And next week, when we do have that acapella version of the Ballad of Asanta Wild, or not next week, but like in two weeks. It'll be two weeks. Three weeks for us, so for context, for context, guys, we're recording... We're recording this uh, a week earlier than we should have. We're on a bi-weekly recording schedule, so we're going to uh, hopefully have an episode for you every two weeks. Um, but uh, right now, we have I have a commitment uh, next weekend, so we're recording a weekend in advance, but this should still come out um, on, on the regular release schedule. So yeah. it'll be two weeks from the publication of this podcast that the next episode will be. Nice. Cool. Yeah. What about you, Micah? What have you been working on? I've been working on uh, Hacktoberfest, so it is it is the month of October. Um, so I've been contributing to some open source repositories, some of my own and some of others. Um, so I uh, uh, I did do I did one pull request to a project that I created called um, CAF Info, which is a uh, which is a um, it's a kind of like a portal to get access to information about the cafeteria at my school. Uh, you can find that project on GitHub as well. Um, I also got to contribute to uh, Ocular by Jeff Lowe. Um, oh yeah, I and, know that. Uh, yeah, so it's a it's a program. It's a website where you can view uh, scratch.mit.edu's uh, forum post, and um, yeah, so I did some minor pull requests there. Um, and then I'm also uh, working on another one for Waste of Mobile, um, but I'm currently waiting on uh, a, uh, a bug to be fixed in React Native, uh, the latest version, which is the f- uh, framework that app is built with. But uh, yeah, so not not been a ton of time spent on this, just because uh, just because college is crazy. I got a lot of stuff to do. It's midterms now, so. Uh, yeah. yeah. What's the um, glitch in React at the moment? Because I've not heard anything about that. Uh, so, well, it's not just in Re- it's it's in React Native, which oh, is right. slightly different. But um, it's essentially in the build step. Um, it's a, it's actually it's a weird bug. So, um, so for context, my um, my computer's uh, my my username on my computer is Micah Space Lindley, um, which means that it put my user folder in Windows as Micah Space Lindley. And so React Native, uh, this latest version, um, accidentally broke their handling of uh, paths with spaces in them. Oh. And so it keeps trying to execute a command, but that command doesn't exist because it's trying to execute C colon slash users slash Micah space. And that's not a command. It needs to get the whole path. So 
should be a minor bug, but I don't have experience with React Native's code base. Um, uh. And uh, it's the script it's trying to access is written in Gradle, which I don't have any experience with either. So um, I'm kind of just waiting on them to fix that, and hopefully they'll get that uh, get that fixed pretty soon because it is blocking uh, it is blocking me uh, building on Wasted Mobile. So uh -huh. my my um, Windows folder is a very creative name for my user. Um, it's just user. So my computer just knows me user as user slash user. Just user. Yeah, user That's slash amazing. user. Yeah, just I'm user. I'm not actually showing my name. My real name's user. So. <laughs> yeah. that's amazing oh my gosh yeah it's because okay. yeah when uh -huh. i got the computer it just was set up like that so i'm like okay okay so keep it like that hey <laughs> so, user okay user. nice well what, what about you sean what have you been working yeah. on um i was trying to rack my brains but i remembered something i was working on so um i think last year or two years ago now i made a project on oriali and on my behance called kid a which as you may know, I am somewhat of a stan of the album <laughs> Kid A by Radiohead, as it is, as I've said only a couple times, it is my favourite album of all time. No! But the album... You haven't said no, that a few times? I've only mentioned it like... Nah, I've only said it like oh. twice or something. Totally. I've never said it like a million times. But Never, <laughs> So, um... Um, yep. But, um, what was I saying? Yeah, so... Afterwards, the year after Kid A came out in 2000, a companion album called Amnesiac came out, and it's basically the sister project to Kid A, and it's more rock-oriented and a bit, it's more experimental, like listening to K Amnesiac is like having some sort of a mental breakdown or something, like you're just going, <laughs> just like you can't, oh, it's that sounds unpleasant. No, it's hard to describe, but basically it's very like all over the place. Like one minute there'll be a track, for example, like Spinning Plates, which is all reversed. Like even the singing's like the the Tom York is singing backwards live, and then they reverse that to make it seem like he's singing forwards, and all the instruments are playing backwards, and it's like yeah. Oh. Anyway, but then the track, yeah, and then the track after that, um, <laughs> uh, is just a jazz track, full on jazz completely random but uh that's bizarre yeah it, it it makes sense when you listen to it it's seamless in the album but like describing it sounds like it's the most insane thing ever anyway um so my i made a project for kid a which was um a poster for each track on that album so it's like inspired by the, the names of the songs like motion picture soundtrack now that's on so on that's on dribble right um it's on my behance not on behance that's right yeah yeah so if you yeah, want to see it, uh, shameless plug, behance.com uh, slash da. Go and check it out. That's it's dot net, actually. Dot net. Dot net. Dot net. Dot net. You can really tell how much I use behance. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm working on a new project, which is the same idea, but it's for Amnesiac. So I'm using like the, the design of the, the cover and then... In using that as like inspiration for these posters so hopefully i'll have that out soon but who knows but yeah also i just got a free chance to you know rant about an album i really like so yeah 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 very cool very cool okay well let's talk about some interesting stuff that we've seen lately in uh in the news uh yeah. in, the, in the tech world um we just not we looked kind of for some design oriented news uh, and couldn't really find much, uh, but we've got a lot of different news from the tech space in general. So 
we can start with uh, Google Stadia um, is shutting down, uh, which no one foresaw that coming, right? No, totally. Google um, never shuts down a service. That never no, happens. No, no, it's, it's, it's not like it's we've... It's definitely not a website called... Yeah, it's not like we've seen it before with Hangouts or, no. or Google Plus. Or literally anything. Or, As you all know... So I'm you know. going to... I'm gonna read. I'm gonna start. I'm just not not all of these, obviously, but I'm gonna read. I'm on the website killedbygoogle.com, <laughs> the Google graveyard. Yeah. Um, and so I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read you some of the some of the top apps that were that were killed by Google. So, uh, of course, we have Google Stadia, which was their cloud gaming service uh, that had the controller, and we'll talk about that in a bit more in a minute. Of course, Hangouts got killed. Uh, YouTube Go got killed. I think actually all the Go apps got killed. Um, like, uh, I think there's the still. Apps that were, Go, I think Go files and like, like Google Go is still a thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Never mind. I think Maybe some of the Marshall things. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think certain apps, but I think they're just getting renamed to like Files Lite or something. They're not called Go anymore. Something like that. It's like okay. they renamed Google Pay to Wallet. It's like. Completely aimless, gotcha. but, you know. Well, like, there's, there's they still were, Well, first too. they were named Google Money to Google Wallet. Yeah, but they then they renamed Google Pay or Google Money to Google Wallet to Google Pay back to Google Wallet. So yeah, that's makes not confusing sense. at all. Yeah. They killed YouTube Originals. They killed... YouTube uh, Red. Yeah, they killed Android... Yeah, yep, yeah, they killed that. They, well, that's kind of replaced yeah. by Premium. Um, Google Play They music. killed the classic Google Sites... They yeah, killed Google rip. Play Music. Yep, they killed uh, Google Poly, which yeah. was I actually liked Poly a lot. Poly was cool. Um, uh, I actually am gonna like a three D asset, three uh, D asset uh, browsing tool yeah. something. I'm actually gonna miss um, quite a bit is uh, Google Hangouts because I used that back in the day and I thought it was pretty good. So I'm gonna be Hangouts was amazing. It was. And the replacement chat is the worst. So boring. <laughs> not Chats good. has to be the most boring name for an app ever. Like what? Yep. Like seriously, Absolutely. Hangouts is a cool name. Yeah. It's a cool app, and they're gonna be killing it off next month, and I'm gonna be so sad when that happens. Yep. They are. Uh, they also killed Google Cardboard, which was their low-cost VR platform. They killed Tilt Brush, which was a 3D That was a app. dope app. Uh, they killed Google Cloud Print. I never got to actually use Tilt Brush, but it yeah, looked tilt, cool. Yeah, Tilt really, Brush really was cool. like, really cool. Like, it, it would work with the Oculus. Like, they even have an app for your Oculus, and you could just... It, it was it was amazing. And it, it, it is sad wow. that they discontinued that it. really cool. Yeah, because I saw videos about it at the time, and I thought it was so cool. And then they killed it off, and I was like, well, that's average Google, thanks. Yep. They also killed Google Daydream, which I own. I bought a Daydream headset yeah, when was that, Daydream came yeah, out. Yeah, because that came out and, after, like, the Google Cardboard got killed, didn't it? It was, like, mm -hmm. the new... And it was kind of based on... It was, like, it's supposed to be, like, cardboard, but, like, more premium. And, like, yeah. it's a still... It's, like, a solid headset. Like, it's a great headset and a great controller. Yeah, yeah. And now it's dead because they didn't release any firmware for anything. Does Google um, even offer anything VR anymore? I don't know. Anymore. No, so no, not. Yeah, they killed so, all their. So I guess they just don't like VR then. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. Yeah, yeah. They obviously killed Google Plus. Yeah, well, I mean, that, I they think everyone was killed, happy to see that go. Everyone was happy to see that go. That's fair. Um, they killed Inbox by Gmail, which I, I I'm actually so kind of like. I'm still, I'm still salty about that. There, now, so I read the other day, there's actually an alternative to that. Really? I don't want to go too far off the reels, but there's, like, someone, some of the people from the Inbox team, like, 
quit Google and like started their own company. Um, let me see if I can find. What is this called? Yeah. They started their own company. Uh, okay, it's called Shortwave Email. Shortwave. Oh. Shortwave.com. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind Gmail now. I think Gmail's pretty decent, but Inbox was just superior. It was uh, <laughs> such a refresh. Yes, it was such a unique view of of email. Like it, it was much more of like almost like chat based rather than yeah. Like it didn't feel much as much like letters that you had to send. But yeah, yeah, and especially at so, the time. Yeah, shortwave, shortwave dot com is where you can find yeah. that. Because um, especially at the time for um, Gmail at the time, it was so bloated. Especially actually, even now, Gmail to an extent is so bloated because you have Meet, you have Chats, you have Notes, yep. you have Tasks, all bundled into this one app. You've got Contacts. It's like it's, it's too much. It's like it. You're an email client. I don't need to like <laughs> do anything yeah. else on it. I just don't get why Google. That's a really is. good point. Yeah. yeah. It's just I don't get it. Yeah, there's lots more, and if y'all want to see more of what was uh, created on, or what was killed by Google, you can go to killedbygoogle.com, uh, and it's a pretty interesting site where you can see uh, how old these services are and what they were, and uh, there are links to stories about why they were killed. But, um, but let's talk a little bit more about Stadia because that's the most recent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, did, do either y'all did either y'all like ever get a chance to like try out Google so Stadia or use I it? I actually I'm... have my controller sitting on my desk right now, just talking about this. Uh, Google actually sent it to me okay. for free because I was a YouTube Premium member. So they sent me a controller and a Google Chromecast Ultra. And it, uh, never mind. Uh, and um, can you even use a controller like as a standalone, or do hey, you Google, have to have Stadia for it to even work? Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got my. I've got summoned the assistant. Um, yeah, so, I've got sorry, Google what, what? Home in my one as well. <laughs> sorry. Um. So the, the, uh, I've got distracted now. Google's distracting me. Um. Yeah. So the controller. Yeah. Can you actually use it like independent? Like can get connect it into a PC and just use it as an ordinary controller, or does it have to be with Stadia? So it's it's super weird, right? So you you can. So how it works is there's it actually connects to Wi-Fi. So you, you oh. turn on the controller, and then it connects to your home Wi-Fi, and okay. to Google Cloud servers, and then beams the stream to your Chromecast, while your controller is just connected to the internet. <laughs> so that's how your movement works. That's a, that's a lot of... Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of so, tech, yeah. Because um, most other that, controllers, like the Xbox one, are just like Bluetooth. Yeah, and I mean, it it so it has a Bluetooth mode kind of so you can connect it with your phone but it doesn't support any input for bluetooth which is the really sucky part right because i i loved this controller it was actually like nice to game on the go with uh and i'm i'm Mm kind of gonna miss it honestly because it was just such a nice little platform i mean there's always gonna be stuff like to replace it like i've got uh, I, i have a razor kishi that works to just to fit around your phone and make it like a switch but for big screen gaming mm-hmm. if you don't have an xbox i mean i do but if you don't have an xbox and you had stadia it's it's gonna suck for a lot of people yeah uh, i have um, when i got my xbox series sorry no and then there's 
There's a community online, actually, that is refusing to let the Stadia controller die with Stadia. <laughs> so they're trying yeah. to break it with, uh, and like I, I don't want to say jailbreak it, but they're trying to put new firmware on it to make it usable with other games on PC and make it a usable Bluetooth controller. Yeah, because the Xbox controller, from my experience, it's so good because it's so versatile. You can just plug it into like any computer that, and it just works as a controller without needing to be with yeah. an Xbox. Yeah. And since you're talking about Xbox there, before I interrupted you, was <laughs> when I got my Series X earlier on this year, yeah. um, I got a free trial of um, Game Pass. And with Game Pass, you get also uh, Xbox Cloud gaming as well. Yeah, that's, you can, like, that's really play nice. games through it. And it is so good. I played a bit of Doom and other games through it, and it was almost like I was actually playing it on the actual SSD itself. It was really good. So I feel like the issue is for Stadia was it was by Google, who isn't a gaming company. Like Google's never done anything gaming yeah. until this. So like, I just feel like it's a lot to do also the fact that they had no idea how to actually appeal to the gaming community. Yeah. Whereas at least Microsoft, they've been doing it for god knows how long well and if if we want to go even further back right i i actually uh, was part of the beta test for geforce now it, if you've heard of it um oh, i i, yeah, I've heard I, of I was part of the beta when it was in beta for like two years like i was accepted right right there in that probationary period mm-hmm. and for those two years i could i could game anywhere and people were jealous you know <laughs> it was like holy yeah. crap uh, and it was it yeah, was so I, nice, and so I mean yeah, because I feel like cloud gaming is in general yeah. is like a, the next logical step because it just means that people who don't have like the storage space for games can still play games as long as they have a decent internet connection. Yeah, I mean like, and that's that's something that I noticed too. Is like when that when I was first starting, out, it used so much data. Like if you wanted a, a quality stream with like like actually good graphics. Like, like the PC would be running good graphics. It's just like the output, you know, to your coming back to you, like the stream. It would be like mm-hmm. twenty yeah. gigs an hour. <laughs> wow. Okay, and yeah. and then you take a look at it, how it's, it's improved down to where we can get pretty good stuff for around four gigs an hour, or even like a, like even like two. Yeah, because like video streaming, because yeah. <laughs> like video streaming now is like so efficient because of like things like YouTube and Netflix, who have had to shave off as much data as they can while still having like the video quality be excellent. So yeah. I feel like it'll be the same thing for game, like cloud gaming. The more people use it and the more popular it becomes, the more efficient and you know, you know, good it will be. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So I'm quite excited to see where it goes from here, even if Stadia is, you know, dying off. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely yeah. exciting. And from like a different perspective, and from like a different perspective too, like um, like I think one of the reasons Stadia probably failed is because of like just like budget nightmares. Because like yeah, like Stadia had I don't know if y'all know this, but Stadia had its own like game development yeah. studio. Like there was a Stadia game development uh-huh. studio that was like games especially designed for Stadia, and I think that was a really really bad play by Google personally. Yeah, I think it would have been much more effective to just have those games, and I think they probably lost a lot of money trying to build games that only ran on Stadia. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's uh, that's also created a massive job nightmare because I mean you have this entire like basically an entire company working on uh, games for Stadia, um, and now 
now they are all unemployed because Stadia's yeah. dying. Yeah, that's a shame. As, like, well, even if you look at like, the other two giants in the gaming industry, like play, um, Sony and Microsoft, it's only just now they're starting their own studios. Like Microsoft Studios or Xbox Studios now is only starting to make their own games only more recently. And if you look how much money Microsoft and Sony are individually dropping on buying existing studios like Bungie and um, Activision Blizzard, it's ridiculous how much money you need to actually get a platform off the ground in the gaming space. So for Google to do it when they're not already positioned in a place to really appeal to gamers is, I feel like, a really bad move, and I feel like that's a lot of the reason why Stadia died. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, let's move on to let's move on to another topic. Uh, I think we're still on Google here. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about again. We talked a little bit about this last episode, but uh, Pixel Seven series. It's been launched now. It was launched. Um, let's see here. That was. So when you, it'll be last week when this episode comes out. Uh, last week, this uh, was uh, was released. Um, so the event was kind of like meh, like the release event. I don't know if y'all watched any part of that. Uh, I know Sean said he watched a, uh, a, a small bit of it on the MKBHD video. Yeah, I've got a bit um, of a summary of it, really. Gotcha. Yeah, so it was kind of boring honestly like it wasn't it wasn't great like nobody seems like super excited about it um but uh but later that night there was a pixel super fans event which uh, i'm a pixel super fan i've owned a pixel since the uh the original pixel um and it was it was a oh oh no Ethan <laughs> just posted the ballot of santawa yeah let's in. go okay i will have to have to check that out later um but yeah, um, so there was a Super Fans event, which is if you if you don't know what Super Fans is, it's kind of like a like an exclusive club for like Pixel owners. Um, so uh, it was it was a lot better. It was like a lot more personal. It was essentially the host. I don't know if y'all are familiar with uh, Tech Me Out, but they're a I think relatively new or like m like mid si mid sized uh, like tech creator on YouTube. Let's see here. I've not heard of them uh, personally, but okay. See, three D three hundred eighty five subscribers. So, uh, not like super big, not like LTT big, but um, you're talking like pretty decent sized uh, tech creator. Um, and so she was the host of uh, of the super fans event, and it was uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I'm not sure entirely how much I can share because uh, we were uh, we were told that it, all the information shared during the event was confidential. Um, but I can't say it was much better. It gave a really good look at both the products, uh, or at all the products that were released, um, except the Pixel Tablet. It didn't cover Pixel Tablet, but I'm not surprised because that doesn't release until like 2023. That, that, um, but then at the end, yeah. there was... Sorry, that was all confidential stuff, Micah? Uh, no, no, no. Not like everything I just told you. I'm not telling you any <laughs> details because I can't, I can't speak about the details, but, um... Yeah. But then there was also there was also a chance uh, if you filled out the trivia at the end, then you got a chance to uh, get a free Pixel Seven, Pixel Seven Pro, or Pixel Watch, or uh, Pixel Buds Pro. So um, I filled that out, and uh, hopefully I'll know by like October thirteenth if I get a uh, a free Pixel, which would be <laughs> super cool. Yeah. For sure. Um, um, I've got 
at least from the like the first look at the Pixel 7 and the 7 Pro, I prefer the look of the 7 to the 7 Pro. I feel like the glossy um, camera bit just it looks a bit I don't know odd. I feel like the matte look yeah. is a bit cleaner. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, from a technical standpoint, though, we got some really informi interesting information and demos about this. So, uh, first of all, we have AI photo unblur. Sean, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because I think you said you're really interested about that. Yeah, because I saw it on the MKBHD video. Basically, um, it's a feature that the 7 and the 7 Pro have at the moment, but it might get extended to older pixels, I think, like the 6 and the 6 Pro. Um, it basically allows you to unblur any photo you take. So if you're like, you know, quickly taking a photo when it uh, comes out blurry, AI and I think other machine learning will try and make it look sharper and look well, not blurred. And at least from the samples that they showed in the um, the press release, I think like for um, like reviewers and such, like MKBHD, the photos went from like considerably blurry back to like, you know, almost perfectly shot, you know, like they're on a tripod kind of thing. So. It obviously depends because obviously there are sample images that Google have chosen specifically to show you to give like the best sure. look at the AI and the tech itself. Mm -hmm. So it will be interesting to see what happens once Google actually releases it out into the wild and people get a test out for real on any photo because Google is claiming that you can also do this um, with any photo in your Google Photos library. So it'll be really interesting to see people remaster like years old photos and improve them if it does work as advertised yeah i'm hoping it does because if so that would be a really cool feature yeah that's really neat yeah it's a, it's a really cool feature and i i have no doubt that they'll be able to do that because they're all their um ai photography is just insane it's just really yeah really, good. really think, well done yeah i think the pixel 6 um because it has that feature where you can remove people from a photo or like background elements by like just yes, like selecting it is that any good because i've not actually looked into it much but i haven't had the chance to do that because i'm still on the pixel 4a uh -huh. 5g um but i i've heard it's really good yeah um, so that's the thing. Yeah. Google has a, tra a good track record of AI photography. So if this is any as if this is just as good as Magic Eraser and just general photos, I think this could be a really killer feature. For sure. Yeah. And I also saw this morning. Um, this morning I saw the first, uh, the first like, uh, like a video sample that was not from Google directly. Um, so it was like, a, like a more like an unbiased sample, and like. It's insanely good. Like pixels have been, pixels have had good cameras like for photography for a long time because yeah. it's all in the software, it's all in the AI computational photography. Um, but like, if y'all if y'all get the chance, like go find some uh, Pixel Four uh, or Pixel Seven Pro um, video tests. It's insane. Like the video quality on pixels has never been like great. It's always been kind of like stuttery or uh, bad contrast or whatever. But like the Pixel Seven Pros video is like really good like it's insanely good and it, it looks like they've caught up to iphone after like really? years yeah so if y'all get a chance definitely go take a look at that because it's, it's, i think it's really interesting how how good it's gotten um and i don't know what they did to achieve that but like it's really really good mm. yeah like i say i hope it turns out to be a good competitor finally to the iphone because obviously in the android space is not a true like um competitor 
or like comparable phone to the iPhone. Mm-hmm. So it'd be really good if the Pixel could finally, like you say, catch up and be like the real competitor to the iPhone for Android. For sure. Yeah. Well, next up, we've got Elon Musk and Twitter, which apparently is still a thing. I thought we'd seen the last of that when Elon said he wasn't going to buy it and Twitter decided to take it to court. Um, But apparently something shifted and it looks like the deal may go through after all, which is kind of bizarre. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't really get it, to be honest, because it seems like Twitter just forced him to do it. And then even if it is just for him to get a lower price, it's like he doesn't actually seem interested in Twitter, like actually making Twitter better. It's just more like almost like I use it a lot, so I'm going to buy it now so I can do what I want with it kind of thing. Maybe that's yeah. just me, though. Yeah, which is I mean, he is he's just he's like the classic. He's just like the classic billionaire. He just does absolutely whatever. Uh, whatever he wants Um, yeah but i think it is interesting that i think so the original reason he said he wasn't going to buy it was because of the amount of bots in the platform in relationship to users like the bot to user ratio um he said that was too high um but now it seems like he's buying it anyway i don't i don't really understand but uh, I always find I do that think it's interesting. strange as an excuse because at least in my experience, I have never came across a bot on Twitter. You know, like an actual like malicious bot. You know, like a scam bot kind of thing. Whereas on YouTube comments, uh-huh. I've seen them everywhere. So who knows? Maybe I'm just because I'm, I'm I I avoid Twitter like the plague. So maybe that's what it has to do with. But you know, who knows? Maybe it's just because I'm not a you know addicted to Twitter. I'm not like some you know avid Twitter user. Yeah, I, I don't use Twitter either. I mean, yeah. it's it's such a toxic platform that like, why? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's is an amalgamation of every dumb take and idea condensed into one platform. I feel like every time I open, well, Twitter, that's just like, yeah. Go ahead. Because every time I open Twitter, I feel like I find the new worst opinion I've ever read in my life. It's almost impressive it's how it does it. I think the algorithm must be designed just to find me the worst opinion I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's like just like Reddit. Well, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Reddit's like no, yeah. Reddit's funny. Reddit's kind of like <laughs> depends on the subreddit. Yeah, Reddit's kind of funny, and Reddit's kind of like that um, emoji like meme, like the meme of like the the, emo- the emoji with the glasses, like the nerd emoji. And it's like, well, well, actually, it's like that's what I feel like. Like Reddit is, yeah. it's just people who think they're smarter when they're not actually they're just incredibly stupid. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But yeah. That's pretty funny. Well, anyway, it'll be interesting to see. It'll interesting. To, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that how that goes through um, after so much controversy over that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, Sean had Sean brought up an interesting topic that's uh, in more in the design space. That is um, over super over oversimplified, yeah, uh, oversimplified logos. Um, yeah. So, so talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I saw this um, article yesterday when we were looking for stuff for the podcast, and it was an article about how Citroen, the car manufacturer, is changing their logo, and it's based on an older design from like ages ago i can't remember the exact day i think yeah so they're going back to a design from 1919 which is a very long time ago and they've updated it for 2022 
I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Citroen's logos overall, and I, I think the new one's just a bit meh anyway, but it got me onto this thing about how a lot of new car, like all these car companies, and also just brands in general, are oversimplifying their logos or flattening them. Because, for example, a lot of car manufacturers used to have these really glossy, shiny, 3D logos, but now, like, for example, Mercedes, Hyundai, and so on, are all flattening them down and so on so and it's also something that's just becoming more prevalent in design in general like for example you guys probably all know it it's the pringles rebrand oh that one sucks yes oh my gosh that goes so much black yeah yeah Yeah. so they basically removed the pringle man essentially at this point i think they just murdered him i think it's just like the carcass of the the guy at this point it's just so (laughs) lifeless yeah yeah for sure yeah um so obviously that became a meme and then it's it went so far as to say firefox removed the fox from the firefox logo when that wasn't the case basically mozilla rebranded the firefox logo as they now do multiple firefox products there's the browser there's a password manager etc and there's a vpn i believe yes there's a vpn now yeah. yeah so Firefox, the Firefox browser, like if you download Firefox, the browser right now, the icon you'll see is, of course, the classic fox around a globe kind of like design. And But if you're actually looking at the Firefox Twitter account, for example, it's just the, the swish because that's the overarching logo. It's like how, you know, the Google logo doesn't equal Google Chrome. The Chrome logo doesn't equal Google. Yeah. Similar idea. But it was just quite funny sure. how, like, the meme went from, like, just making fun of actual oversimplified logos to just, like, full on, like, any logo that's simple, even if it makes sense, is bad kind of thing. Well, and, and like... Yeah, what, for sure. And, like, there yeah. is a definitely... Well, like, like, what I had noticed, right, is, like, I mean, I... If, if I'm being completely honest, I, I thought this whole... I mean, the backlash for the Firefox one was kind of stupid. Because they still, like, remade icons for all their other stuff. And they've still got tons of gradients. Yeah. You know? Um, if Yeah, the if Firefox you, uh, logos are actually some of my favorite at the moment. Yeah. Uh, if you take a look at this link I'm going to send y'all, uh, that's that's the company who actually helped make all the Firefox stuff. They put a lot of work in oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah. But, like, it's, it's, and they still made a fox. <laughs> like, like... Exactly. The, the actual logo itself for the browser is the same. It's just the, it's the classic fox around a globe kind of idea. Yeah. And it's still a really... It's like a really detailed logo, but yet also works at small sizes. It's actually a really clever logo, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? Especially compared to, like, for example, Google's been getting my nerves with, like, Google Workspace. All the icons are just so simple. Like, for God's sake, the the Photos logo is just four circles, like half circles. That's it. (laughs) In the Google Colors. It's so simple. Google Photos ripped off off the Ariali logo. I know. I'm suing. You're gonna be hearing from my lawyer Absolutely. team. Uh, hey, Google, hey, hey, The lawyer hey, team is hey, me. You, you can't, you can't say that because you ripped off Sandisk. <laughs> oh, damn. Sandisk. Uh, I apologize. No copyright infringement intended. Please don't sue. Because and if, TNC, if I, you know, doesn't indulge that. If if I pull up the Sansa logo and I show you what you ripped off, you'll be uh-huh. like, holy crap. <laughs> 
Wait, send send this in the podcast channel because I'm interested to see yeah, this as well. Yeah. Okay. I, sw I honestly, I swear, I made the Oriali logo completely just by like chance because I had like a logo made for like some smart home app I was making. And then I thought, huh, what if I put those four semicircles together and that could be my meme account um, logo? And then I just kept it. And now everyone keeps bringing up the fact that they see it everywhere because it's a really simple shape and design. Yep. Yeah, so Sandisk. Yep. Nah, that's sure. not the same. That's not the same. What are you talking about? Uh, that's pretty, pretty similar. Shut up, Micah. No, it's not. Pretty funny, it's very. Though. It's mine's very original. Okay, so Sandisk, the company <laughs> behind like WD and all those awesome storage platforms, made this years before you made yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. What actually happens? I went back in time and made that logo, and then they stole it off me. So. Oh yeah, yeah, I can still see them. Oh, okay, okay, ah, okay. Go, yeah. classic time yeah, traveler. It's yeah, like... cla you know, <laughs> you know Ori, you know Oriali. She's a time traveler, so. But it's like whenever, whenever I see that, I'm like, dude, you you ripped off Sandisk. You just made, you 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 literally just put. <laughs> I wish I could say I did. You literally just put a like, a square in the middle and rounded the circles. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, so funny because it's even like my personal, you know, my personal like branding, like the S thing that's made out of like um, semicircles as well. Not semicircles, but like half circles. Yeah, I did that completely by myself. I didn't see that anywhere else. And then like two days after I shared that branding, someone came back to me with this dribble um, post that was like basically the same logo, but it had like a, a square in the center of it or something. I was like, damn. I can't make anything original at this point. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, but the oversimplif to get back on topic, the oversimplified logo thing, I totally get it. I feel like for a lot of brands, they've been really cutting away a lot of what makes their logos like um, full of personality, especially like Google mm -hmm. and Pringles. But then sometimes I've seen like, for example, the Firefox ones, it's like people just don't like any change whatsoever. Sure. And like, why, I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't understand the whole, um, I don't understand the whole thing with, uh, with Firefox because like their logos are still like very unique and it's very clear that the like the switch you're talking about is an overarching logo it's not yeah it's not the one that you see in the taskbar when you have firefox but it is the one you see when you're going to the website that's a portal to uh lockwise and vpn and all that yeah, um, yeah, yeah. i don't know i don't really understand the, the rejection yeah. of that i think it was but from uh, especially pringles well since we're talking about twitter and how brain dead twitter is it was actually caused by a tweet that someone made saying they've killed the fox and it showed like a timeline of all the logos so it showed like the old logo and then it went from like those like up until now and then they showed that first like no, the the current logo of the browser they showed that one and then after that they showed the overarching brand logo so it made people think that they went from the browser logo to the overarching one yeah as the browser logo when it's not the case so it was a bit of a you know twitter being twitter and just not actually thinking for half a second or just looking it up kind of thing <laughs> yep yep that's absolutely true so there absolutely you go true. that's first-hand yeah, account of how a... dumb twitter is <laughs> it's always a fine line in between um i think it's always a fine line in between uh 
too simple and not simple yeah. enough. Like it has to be simple enough to where you can scale it down to like a favicon in the browser, which is like thirty-two pixels by thirty-two pixels. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I it's definitely some stuff is getting too simplified. Like the Pringles logo, like you said, it's all about personality. Like the Pringles logo, especially being like an image of a person's head, like that's not. It's not a great logo when you simplify it that much. It no, doesn't don't, need to be tiny because yeah. nobody visits the Pringles website anyway. Yeah. I don't even get why they simplified it because it was so. It's such a even at a small size, it's still distinguishable. I didn't get why they had to flatten it. I just don't get. It. Yeah. But, but uh, I just saw what you sent in the chat, Ethan. What is this actually legit? Is that the new Audacity logo? No, 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 no. It's concept. No, that's so, a concept. Which. So okay, so every. Well, yeah, again, I don't like it. I like the current Audacity logo, to be honest. Okay, see, I don't, I don't. like the current Audacity logo because it looks like it's from yeah. the 90s. But um, that's what I like about it. It can't, because Audacity is an old program, so I feel like it kind of keeps its heritage. Well, that's fair. I'd like to see it simplified a little bit. Yeah, maybe get rid of some but of the gradients. Not, but definitely not. Well, I don't think the gradients would be bad. I think, like, it'd be cool to have gradients because that, again, like you said, it keeps some legacy stuff, but... I think, I think the main problem with this one is the squared off shapes are way too boring and the font is yeah. way too boring. Yeah, um, but if, I think that isn't that just like what's that? Isn't that just monster? At, I think it looks like monster at to me. If there's one thing that Audacity yeah, should does. change, there's been it's their UI because it still looks like it's from the nineties. <laughs> they okay. The UI is annoying. The UI is Awful. just bad. I don't mind it, uh, but I I must be weird because uh, I don't it's mind. It's better it. if you put it. If you, it's better if you put it in dark mode. Yeah, anything's not, better in dark not mode. Worse. That's not. Everything's better in dark mode anyway. That's very true. But but ever since Audacity was acquired by um, Muse, um, uh, the Muse group, then there's been like a bunch of submissions for uh, new, uh, new, uh, new logo, new branding, new UI, whatever. Yeah. Um, it was like the VOC logo. I, I couldn't imagine the VOC logo looking any different because it's just... They it's, did change the VOC they, logo. They, they, they sort of... They can't sort, sort of. of. So they made it more flat. Half and half. But they also added like a little bit of shadow. So it's no longer like this yeah. bad 3D cone. It's like a flat 3D cone. Yeah. It looks decent. Like... <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they've... I think that's a better design. Like, for, if I was to rebrand Audacity, I would just maybe change some of the gradients. Maybe make them a bit less harsh, and maybe just make the kind of like the the frequencies in between the headphones a bit simpler. But well, other I guess than that, like I wouldn't go any more crazy than like that. just like redo sure. the headphones to be and then do like a heritage. yellow circle on the back. Like not 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 whatever is there currently, but just like a yellow circle and then a little bit more simpler, like just red. Uh, whatever you want to call those waves uh, like a different waveform yeah and then, like yeah. then then it'd be more yeah. modern the whole thing with but, the yeah the whole thing with rebranding is that it's a, like again it's a fine line like you have to you have to retain the the brand's original identity especially for something as historic as like vlc or audacity like those have been around for years and years so you definitely want to keep you want to keep the user base therefore you want to keep the um you want to keep like the basic concept of the branding. You don't want to refresh the thing the same, like the same thing with Firefox. Like it's still, it's very different, but it's still recognizable as the same Firefox logo from like the early thousands. Um, 
So yeah. it's yeah, you have to keep that. You have to keep your user base by maintaining the look and feel of the logo. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you can change the style a little bit. Because mm-hmm. so. I don't know about you guys, but if I was to rebrand like data now, I don't know how I would do it because the, everyone knows me for the current segment logo. Like I just couldn't imagine myself with a different logo now. That's that's the sure yeah no I can't imagine rebranding yeah, Archon. That's my so. problem too because like I I don't know how to if how how to rebrand because people know me by the E but they also know me by like that background like signature background colors. Right. Yeah. So yeah, because like for me, everyone knows the segment. So like, if I was to change it to something else, I just feel like I would lose all the history. Because that's the thing. The local for me, at least, is so old. Because I I originally made the segment design like idea all the way back in like 2016 and i've done iterations of it up until now so it's like i don't know how i could just erase all that history it would have to be something that still incorporates segments in some way sure yeah yeah sure yeah but who knows i I mean i'm not not planning on rebranding anyway but yeah yeah for sure well it is time to move on to the music segment let us let's move on to the music segment. So, uh, Sean, why don't you start on this one? Sure. So, um, I'm also a big stan. You may may not know of Tame Impala, the Australian psychedelic rock slash pop group or person, because technically one person anyway. Um, their album Lonerism from 2012 just turned um, 10 years old, and I just want to talk about it real quick. So, Lonerism is the second album by Tame Impala. It came out um, two years after their debut, Inner Speaker, which Inner Speaker takes to really, ex- for context, is basically like 60s psychedelic rock if it was made, you know, this century, basically. It's modernized 60s psychedelic rock. And it is a okay. good album, but the biggest fault I feel for it is that it only really works as an album. There's no real single power to that record at all. Like, ah, listening okay. to the tracks by themselves individually, it just doesn't have the same impact as it does as a whole album, which isn't a, a bad thing, but, like, it just sometimes holds the album back from, like, becoming a sensation or whatever. Because, especially now in streaming, most people listen to singles more than they do albums. So, but, um, Lonerism was kind of like the next logical step for Tame Impala because basically it went from combined the the psychedelic rock elements of Inner Speaker with more pop sensibilities, there's a lot more choruses, catchy hooks, really bombastic drumming, like something Tame Impala is really well known for is how heavy and loud and you know just crazy their drum drumming is. Um, You know there's tracks like Apocalypse Dreams which like if you hit the three minute mark on that track, it just, it's hard to explain. It's like, um, it's really intense anyway. And a lot of the tracks do that. They have this kind of building intensity and just, they just kind of go crazy basically. And yeah, um, it also was something that opened Tame Impala up to being more pop centric because prior there was this kind of like, I guess snobbishness in rock where you couldn't be, poppy that you couldn't make pop music you had to make rock music but then lonerism comes out and then three years after it 
Currents releases, which is their third album, and it's a full-on like psychedelic '80s pop throwback, and it's like you know their most popular album. So I feel like Lonerism, even looking back at it ten years now, it's still really like modern. It's really fresh. It's really interesting, and I've not heard anything really like it since. So if what I've described is any um, bit interesting to you, then uh, yeah, give it a listen. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. I'm going to talk a little bit about Half Alive. Half Alive is uh, more of like, uh, I guess I'd describe it as pretty pop, right? Yeah, like I would kind of say they're a bit like 21 Pilots. I feel like a lot of people compare yeah. them to 21 Pilots. They're definitely, yeah, definitely inspired, I would say, by kind of 21 Pilots vibe. Um, their last album, I believe, was... Um, was it now not yet i think i, f- see I think they had um it's really weird no I've, there was yeah i think they have now not uh, yet give me your shoulders give me your shoulders part one oh right was the last album um there's some really good songs in there summerland is great what's wrong is great um make of it's good um their free previous album is good as well um but they're kind of like uh like sean said it's more kind of like 21 pilots inspired um but they're definitely they've got a very unique sound um, and they're, I find them a lot more positive than 21 Pilots, um, but they're, they're a ton of fun. Uh, if you like, uh, if you like, you can give them a listen. Um, there, I believe they have a new single that's coming out, like, uh, probably by the time this episode's released. I think it's the 13th. It's a new single comes Ooh. out. Um, so yeah, take a look at that if you're yeah. interested in like, uh, alt rock pop kind of feel. Yeah, because I feel like actually the best way, if I was to add on to that, maybe as a good descriptor would be is if Scaled and Icy by Twenty One Pilots was like a band, I feel, because Scaled yes. and Icy has yeah, that exactly. positivity kind of vibe, and I feel like Half Alive is like a very similar idea. Yes, for sure. It's a lot less like emo than Twenty One Pilots, is, and it's a yeah. lot. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Ethan, what about you? Uh, so I. As I, I mean, I, I think I touched on this last week, but like as I've been door dashing, right? Um, I listen to a lot of new music. Oh, yeah. you door dash? So I door dash. That's and fine. I wait. What's door dash? Oh, do y'all not? Do you not, have, do you okay, not have door dash? Yeah, remember. Okay, so wait, like context. Like... Wait, hold on. Context. I live in Scotland in the UK, so anything American, I don't know. Well, I know some American stuff. I know Walmart. I know Target. I know Best Buy. I know a lot of that stuff, but I've never heard of DoorDash. Okay, so do wait, have... do y'all not have Walmart over there? So we have um, Uber Eats. We have Just Eat, and what's the other ones? Um... Deliveroo. I don't know if you guys have Deliveroo. Okay, do, so, so do you not? Do you not have so DoorDash? Do you not have Walmart over there? We have ASDA, which is used to be owned by Walmart. So that if you look up ASDA, the, the logo, it used to have. You know how the Walmart logo is like that sun kind of design. Yeah, the spark. The A yes. on the ASDA logo used to have those on it. It's like kind of as a little nod towards it. But now it was bought okay. by like a British company. So technically it's back to being British. Oh. Really. So, but yeah, ASDA, okay. so ASDA is kind of like our, our equivalent, I guess. Because there's others. Well, I, mean, I guess I just go through the stores now since I'm uh, going through them. So there's ASDA, Tesco, Morrison's, Sainsbury's, and then you've got Aldi and Lidl as well. Which are kind of the this big six kind wow, of stores. Okay. So we have like we have like none of those. In here, in yeah, we've got so Walmart, we've got Target, um, we've got. Well, anyway, yeah, DoorDash yeah. is. So DoorDash. 
is uh, it, it's essentially Uber Eats. <laughs> it's the uh, same 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 <laughs> right. food delivery, but uh, they it's it's just it's more popular. <laughs> In, in, oh, in right. the U.S. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like Uber, Uber Eats, kind of. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway so as, like as I'm DoorDashing, right, I'll I'll throw on random songs to, uh, and it just starts the radio. And so one of the songs that came on, uh, which I found I really liked, uh, was by uh, it's Martin Garrix. He's a really well-known EDM artist, and Clinton Kane who has blown up recently for his song I guess I'm in love like like I, when I say recently I mean like the past two years uh, but it uh, oh, the right. uh, <laughs> the song's called drown and it's it's really great because it's a mix of the Clinton Kane that is awesome and phenomenal singer with Martin Garrix who's a great EDM artist Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. What What would you describe like the style as? Uh, EDM. <laughs> like yeah. EDM. Okay. Just, so just EDM. EDM. It's It's like more more dance, okay. I guess. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're saying EDM, not idiom. Yeah. I was thinking like the t- that uh, the uh, the grammatical form. Well, in, in yeah. EDM. No. E- EDM. Well, if, you, if you're saying it. <laughs> Well, idiom is also a style class. Independent dance music. So there you go. You can also be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah, but I was, you tell us how I am. Okay, I was thinking. Okay, that's very. That's. I was literally, literally thinking like an idiom. It's like Micah. Like, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, gotcha. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. That's, that sounds interesting. Okay, I'll have to give give both of those a try. I have yeah. listened to like a small bit of Tame Impala, but it's been a while, and I've been I don't think I've listened to uh, Tame Impala. Well, as Kane. the official Tame Impala spokesperson of the podcast, you should definitely give them a listen. Um, it I depends on like what kind of stuff you prefer. Like if you prefer rock music, I would say Inner Speaker and Lonerism is a good start. But if you prefer like pop music, I would definitely say Currents and The Slow Rush are your good starting point. Okay, and then Sean, because you, you like rock, right? Yeah. Okay, I want you to go and listen to After All by Beartooth. Okay, I'll do that. Nice. Will do. Well, we have reached, we have reached the one hour two minute mark on the podcast Ooh. so let's go ahead and uh, reintroduce ourselves say our names uh uh and we will get out of here so i'm micah graphic designer web developer and musician i'm sean and i am ethan uh ui designer uh your your friendly host doordasher your favorite security employee of vivant and we are the new creators <laughs> Yes. Yes. Uh, join the Discord if you haven't already. Uh, there's a you can join that at discord.michaelinley.com. A uh, lot of cool stuff happens there. Um, yeah, join my Discord. Uh, in the too. next episode. Yeah, join uh, Discord.taz Hangout. Taz Hangout. The Taz. The next episode, we may have a guest. If everything works out right, then we will have a guest next episode. Um, and just looking at the calendar, that will probably come out on October 29th. Maybe we can do a Halloween themed episode. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. That'd be kind of fun. Then we can, yeah, uh, and then yeah. we can be so, like, did Micah get his Hacktoberfest merch? 
Uh, well, that would not happen. Hacktoberfest merch, like, last time, it literally took till, like, January. Really? Oh, Oh. So, like, because the shipping is, like, they have to, they have to, like, actually make all the merch, and then they have to ship it. So, it, uh, like, you never get it until, like, much farther down the line. Oh, I guess so. Uh, it'll be quite a while before I, I guess get I'll that. Be like, did my Hacktober, get Prime, God's sake. Yes, Hacktoberfest needs to get some Amazon Prime. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank y'all for listening. We have had this has been a, a great time, uh, and we will see you in the next episode. Goodbye, my peoples. <laughs>